Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Good morning and welcome to this next iced coffee date. Got my fresh iced coffee here. And today we're gonna to talk about how I decided if I was ready or not for a spring cut. <laughs> and when I say cut, I mean traditional diet in the sense that I am going to go into a calorie deficit in order to lose fat. And I'll get into all the details on this, but I want to start off by saying that not everybody is ready to go into a diet or a cut. And I do think this is a big mistake that women make again and again, that they decide that they want to lose weight and they just aimlessly start cutting calories, doing more exercise, and they don't really have a game plan going into it. And I think if you want to be successful with this, it's really important to have some sort of game plan or plan that you are going to implement so you can stay consistent, you can stay in that deficit, and you can get the best possible results. Because yeah, if you're just going to cut calories and hope for the best. I just don't think it's the best approach. And really that's what we do over here at Carrots and Cake when it comes to one-on-one -on -one coaching. Like we are planning this out for you. We are helping you. We are walking you through this. We're helping you do the same boring things again and again so you get the best results. And of course, when you go into a cut, you need to give it 100% effort to get the best results. And as I said before, if you are giving like C plus effort and expecting A plus results, it's not gonna happen. Like you really do need to do certain things during a cut to get the best possible results. So I'm gonna talk about kind of how I decided to actually embark on this. And it has been years, years and years and years since I have gone on a cut or a diet of any sort. Um, and you know, I have a chronic health condition. I have ulcerative colitis. My body has not been in tip top shape. And honestly, if you're somebody that is dealing with autoimmune flares, chronic illnesses, um, inflammation, chronic inflammation, anything that goes in that bo boat, I don't think cutting your calories is helping you out in any way. <laughs> I would say if anything, you really want to nourish your body, get it up to a healthy place. And once it's in that healthy place, then embark on something like this because a cut being in a calorie deficit is inherently stressful on the body. You are eating less than your body is used to. So of course it's going to be more stress. So I'm giving you all sorts of tangents here, but I wanted to give you a little bit of background where I'm coming from and how I quote unquote earned this cut in a sense. And um, I'm gonna talk about some of the factors that I considered um, and kind of my plans moving forward. And then I do have a few questions that you guys had asked on Instagram. So I'll make sure I get to those at the end. Okay, so a couple details um, about how I decided, and some of these might resonate with you and might be helpful for you to see if you are somebody who is ready to cut or slash go on a diet. So the thing about cutting or dieting, really, it should only happen once a year, um, less than once a year, once every other year. Um, it's not something that you should be doing 
forever and ever. Like you shouldn't go from diet to diet to diet. Um, that's where we really get in trouble as far as our metabolism goes, slowing your metabolism, breaking your metabolism. A lot of that is very dramatic and not totally accurate, but yeah, you can slow your rate, um, or your, burn rate or like how many calories that you are burning um, by just eating less. So, I mean, there are things that go with doing these chronic diets that can really like mess up your metabolism and how your body efficiently or not efficiently burns calories. But anyways, cutting should be something that you do every once in a while. And I would say 90% of your life should be in maintenance. And maintenance is really where a lot of magical things can happen in the sense that you can lose body fat, you can build muscle, you can change your body composition. And I really do think maintenance is kind of that magical place to be. Um, and that's where I have spent most of my life. And I think that's one of the most important factors as far as determining if you are ready for a cut or not. Like you should be in maintenance for a year, longer than a year. I mean, at a minimum, Oh, I would even six months is a little iffy. I would honestly say like minimum like nine to 12 months to be in maintenance and consistently eating at maintenance calories. The longer you eat at maintenance, the more success you're gonna have in a fat loss phase. And personally, I've been eating at maintenance for years. <laughs> like I just don't like to be restricted. I don't like to be hungry. Um, so I did put a lot of thought into this and if I really wanna do it because doing a cut properly requires a lot of things to change and things to be done differently in order to get those good results. So number one there would be to be in maintenance for a good long time, the longer the better. Um, and I, this is definitely a mistake that I see with women is that they rush it. They go from a cut to a quick reverse. They spend like a few weeks in maintenance and then they go back to another cut and they're just not gonna have the best results. Like you really need to stay in maintenance for a good long time, build some muscle, um, and then maybe decide to go into a deficit. And this is what I talk about in my group program. Heads up, it's coming in April. <laughs> <laughs> keep a lookout for it. But this is what we talk about is how to plan out this nutrition and help you decide if your body is ready for a cut or help you get your body to a place that it's ready for a cut. So, um, I know I'm kind of rambling here. I'll stay on track. I have notes here. Um, but number one is staying in maintenance for a good long time. Um, the second way I think I earned <laughs> this cut is that, um, I've been really consistent with the basics. So, I basically got into basics as far as the foundations go. I got into remission around like October time. And ever since October, I have been really focusing on the basics. So I've been talking about getting more protein. That has been a huge thing, just being really consistent with it. And it took me a while to get there. It took me probably like four months to get consistent with it. That, that was five months ago. And I can honestly say, I'm doing great with the protein. I have been sleeping. I have managing stress. I've been working out on the regular, getting enough sleep. Um, dare you say getting enough sleep? eating more whole foods, just being like on top of everything. So I think like if you're not on top of those foundational things, adding a cut is just adding more stress to your life because there's more things that you need to focus on. And if you haven't been focusing on the basics, it's like, what is the point of adding something else in if you haven't been able to be consistent with the basics? So I think for a lot of women, just getting consistent with the basics can make a really big difference in your body composition and how your body works um, as far as like changing your body composition goes. Just eating more, eating good food, working out, sleeping, stress management. I think those things can go a really, really long way. 
Um, the next thing I would add is that you don't have any major health issues. And this is kind of what I was touching upon in the beginning. If you're dealing with an autoimmune flare, if you have chronic inflammation, um, you know, thyroid issues, um, hormone issues, might not be the best time for a cut because like I was saying, you're adding more stress to your body. And for me, I've been dealing, I was dealing with a flare for well over a year. It was kind of a disaster, highs and lows. <laughs> I was really trying to get out of it, just wasn't happening. But to add in a cut when I was dealing with all those GI issues, not the best thing. So now, knock on wood, doing a lot better. Um, but I think now my body can handle it, at least in theory. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> like I said, I haven't done a cut in a long time, so we'll see how it goes. The next thing that I considered, and I think this is really important for you to consider if you're thinking about doing a cut, is your mindset. And I actually should have put this one first because I think this is really, really important. So when it comes to mindset, like going into a cut, I feel like it shouldn't be something that you dread. And of course, I would, like I was saying, I put a lot of thought into this. I was like, do I really wanna do this? Um, I don't like being hungry. I don't like being restricted. Um, you know, is this what I want to do? And I, I did think about it. I probably spent a few weeks considering if this is something that I really wanted to do. And as far as my mindset goes, I really did change it. Instead of being like, oh, this is gonna be hard and restrictive and this is gonna be miserable. I reminded myself, nobody is making me do this. I am choosing to do this. This is something that I want to do. And it doesn't mean that I hate my body or like I have bad body image or anything like that. Like I wanna change my body so I feel really good and confident and happy when the summer comes and I'm hanging out in a bathing suit, on vacation, all of those good things. Um, so I really did change my mindset around it. And just reminding myself, this is a choice. This is something I want to do. And I can go into this thinking about it as a positive thing, as you know, maybe a place of abundance. Like what can I add to this to make it easier? Eat more protein, eat more whole foods, meal prep to make it easier, plan out my macros so I don't feel restricted. I can still have my favorite foods, um, but it's all about finding that balance. And that's where the macros come in as far as just guiding me as far as my choices go. Um, but I really know or as far as the mindset goes, just knowing that this is something I want to do and I want to be successful is going to help me in the long run. Um, and I can tell you mindset wise, again, I'm a little nervous about doing this and not having success, um, maybe not following through, <laughs> but this is why I'm committing to myself and I am really, why I really thought through this. Um, because like I said, this is something I want to do. And I think if you are committed to the process, um, you will follow through. And I'll talk about that in a second when it talks about like the time frame around this. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I think the mindset piece is really, really important. And knowing that you need to do certain things to be successful. And if you don't do them, you're not gonna be successful. Just like I was saying, C plus effort, expecting A plus results, you need to do the things. Um, I think also going into this, not being desperate and not having desperate to lose weight and not being crazy about my expectations. And I talk about this with our clients a lot. I think in your twenties, it's really easy to lose weight. You know, you decide that you're going to go on vacation, you eat a little less exercise more and you lose 10 pounds before your vacation. It's not a big deal. You get to your thirties, forties and fifties. It's not that easy. So expectation wise, 
I'm giving myself a long runway for this. Like we'll talk about timing right now. So when it comes to cutting with our clients, we typically go anywhere from eight to 16 weeks. Um, and the reason why we set a time frame on this is because there are some built-in expectations and knowing that you need to give hundred percent effort between eight in 16 weeks, like not just having this moving finish line that you're just like, oh, five more pounds, five more pounds, or you're half-assing it and you're just not getting results and you're getting frustrated, like go all in for that time frame. So I decided on 12 weeks. And the reason I decided on 12 weeks is because I didn't want to do a quick cut. Like you can do like kind of like a mini eight-week cut. I think sometimes that can be good for people, you know, if they don't have a lot to lose or they just kind of want to get like a little bit leaner, they just, you know, they have a shorter time frame. Um, 16 weeks is a long time frame, and that's for somebody that wants that sustainable fat loss, like slow and steady wins the game. Like the goal is to eat as much as possible, lose weight, um, and then slowly continue to cut calories. You don't want to cut those calories so, so fast that you're super duper hungry. You can't maintain that huge deficit. And then when you start, you know, adding calories back in, all the weight comes back. So 16 weeks is great for somebody that wants that slow and steady fat loss. Obviously I'm into slow and steady fat loss because I obviously want to maintain muscle. And when you're in a calorie deficit, you have, you know, you can lose fat, but you can also lose muscle during that time. So that's something that I didn't really want to do, but I also didn't want like a quick fast cut either because I didn't want to be starving. I didn't want to be miserable. So I decided 12 weeks kind of in the middle. So it'll be slow and steady and it's three months out of the year where I think I can be consistent for three months and it's not going to totally overwhelm me. And then also I time this cut with a time in my life where things aren't too crazy, knock on wood. Like it's not, the holidays or the summer, or it is getting a little bit busy at work, but <laughs> you guys will get all those details soon enough. Um, but this is kind of like a good time for me to focus on this. And this is another thing that we talk to our clients about is like, you don't want to plan a cut around a super busy time in your life. Like work is really busy. You're remodeling your kitchen and you can't cook in your kitchen. You just had a baby. Your baby's not sleeping through the night. There's a lot of times where a cut is not a good idea. And so, of course, it's never the perfect time, but I would pick a time where you can be successful. So like this is kind of just, I don't know, springtime here, not too much going on. It's not the holidays. It's not summer beer and barbecues. The last thing I want to be is in a cut <laughs> over the summer. That sounds miserable because I hate restriction and I like fun. Um, so just planning that um, cut into a time in my life that works. But back to the timing. So I'm thinking 12 weeks, also planning that timing right up till summer. So like this thing is going to end in June, which is perfect timing for the summer. So in theory, in June, I will be my leanest um, and then go into the summer, you know, being lean, probably do a reverse diet through the summer and then get back to maintenance by the fall. Um, so that's kind of the plan. Um, ideally, like I wouldn't be gaining a ton of weight back, but if I gain a few pounds back, I gain a few pounds back, not a big deal. But the goal, <laughs> the goal is to be lean for summer. And that's why like planning these phases of nutrition can be so helpful as far as your expectations go and getting the best possible results. It's not like I'm just cutting calories and starving myself till summer. Um, I just don't think that is a good game plan. And I also don't think it gets you the best results.
Um, so yeah, going back to having a plan. So like I said, I have really thought about this. I started in October, uh, basically went October till now in a bulk. Um, so I've been focusing on strength training, eating enough, probably eating a little bit over my maintenance calories, building muscle. And I do think doing a bulk before a fat loss phase is awesome because you're building all that muscle, you're getting your metabolic rate up a little bit. And when you lose fat, you want to have muscle there. So you look toned and you have that definition in your arms and your abs and like all that. Um, so I think planning a bulk before a fat loss phase is really great because you're also eating at that deficit or also eating at that surplus that when you do a deficit, it's not going to be as drastic. Um, so I think so I did like a little nutrition audit on myself and I'm gonna do one with you guys when I do that free training just to kind of see where things are before I, like, I officially get into this cut. Um, but when I did my little nutrition audit, I was anywhere from 2,300 to 2,800 calories, like somewhere in there, like 500-ish calories plus or minus. Um, so I think my cut is probably gonna be like 2,000 to 2,300. Um, I got to do a little math and kind of crunch some numbers. I want to do like an official audit when I do it with you guys for the free training. Um, but I think I'm going to cut somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't like to be hungry. So I'm not doing anything crazy and drastic. It's just going to be a slow and steady. Um, and then uh, figuring out those numbers um, comes off of my maintenance calories and where I have been eating for the last like year of my life more. Um, but typically when we start clients with a fat loss phase, how we plan it out is we have them do a nutrition audit. And this is exactly what we're going to do in my free training that's coming up next week. Oh my gosh, it's coming up soon. But this is exactly what we're going to do with you guys. But the first few steps of this process, I'm going to walk you through exactly how to do it and help you figure out your maintenance calories. So from there, you can figure out if you're going to cut if you're gonna reverse, if you're gonna focus on a bulk, um, maintenance, wherever you're gonna go. So nutrition audit to start, and then um, from there, figure out your maintenance calories, and then we always start with a small deficit. So typically 5% deficit from those calories, and um, the goal is always to eat as much as possible and still see fat loss. So we'll have somebody there at that 5% deficit for at least two weeks and them for those two weeks being consistent with their calories and their tracking. Because the only way to know if that 5% deficit is working is if you're seeing fat loss. <laughs> So like, there's no other way to know everybody, everybody's body is different. So the more consistent you can be with your tracking and paying attention to your food and everything, the better data you have for making bigger deficits if you need to be. I mean, sometimes we put people on a 5% deficit and they're there for like a month, two months because they keep losing. Um, and that's the goal is to lose weight while eating as much food as possible. And of course, if you hit a plateau, you can increase that 5% deficit to 7% to 10% to 12%. You can keep going. Um, and typically towards like the end of a deficit or end of a cut, we'll start to increase that deficit as you get closer to your end date. So um, obviously I will start with a small deficit and then increase as we get closer and closer to June in my end date. Um, but again, the goal is to eat as much as possible while losing weight. And if you go to like a drastic calorie deficit, like 20% or 30% right off the bat, 
Yes, you're going to lose weight for sure. You're in a deficit, but there's nowhere to go from there after that. Like you have to keep cutting calories lower and lower. And of course, like that's going to suck because you are hungry, you're cranky, you have low energy, you have low biofeedback, you're just hungry. Um, and it gets harder and harder to stay in that deficit when you take this huge calorie deficit. Um, so for like the long term and consistency, it's not great to take a big deficit like that. You want to start off as small as possible. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to add in is um, timing, which I talked about a little bit, but um, you know, you don't want to be overly stressed. You don't want to be not sleeping. Um, and you just want to make sure you are timing this cut to a time in your life where you can be successful instead of that time in your life working against you. And I gave some of those examples, but just wanted to add that since that was the last one on my list here. All right, and then I had a few FAQs, which I think I covered them all. Um, so length anywhere from eight to 16 weeks, and it really just depends on what your goals are, what your time frame is. Eight weeks is more of the kind of like get it done or you have a short timeline. 16 weeks is for somebody that might have a lot of weight to lose, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. Um, that would probably, you'd probably be better off doing a slow and steady cut. Um, and then 12 is kind of like in the middle, you know? I just think 16 weeks, that's four months out of the year that you have to devote to tracking your food, meal prep, going to bed early, doing your strength training, doing all the things. Um, it just gets to a point where you get that like diet fatigue and you're not as motivated. So you also kind of have to know yourself and know what you can commit to. And I know myself four months, that is a long time. Even three months, I'm like, all right, <laughs> we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. It's only three months. Um, but figuring out like what's going to work best for you as far as timing goes. Um, somebody did ask, should you do more cardio in a fat loss phase? Um, and this is an, it's de it depends answer. Um, so you can, I mean, that is a way to burn more calories. I personally will not be doing more cardio in the sense of like high intensity cardio. Um, I'll probably do more walking, maybe like low key hiking or biking or go out on the golf course a little bit more this spring, like more walking and stuff like that. But I am not gonna add like a bunch of running or a bunch of like Peloton or Orange Theory or anything like that because my goal is to stay in a calorie deficit. And yes, increasing your exercise is a way to burn calories, but it's also a way to make you a lot more hungry. Um, and I, like I said, and somebody, I don't do well with restriction. I don't like being hungry. So for me to add in a bench of running or high intensity cardio, I know that's gonna make me hungry. It's gonna mess with my blood sugar. It's gonna mess with my cravings. And I know in the long run, it's gonna make being in a calorie deficit harder for me. So um, kind of, again, kind of depends on you and what you are, what's going to work for you and what you know. Um, so it's okay to add in some cardio. I think that's fine. Maybe some intervals, some like short bursts of hit. I think that would probably be fine, but I wouldn't start running five miles a day or something like that. I just think it's going to make you hungrier and yeah, make it harder for you to stay in that calorie deficit. But again, depends on the person. I don't plan to do it. <laughs> probably just more walks with the dog, more movement throughout the day. Um, oh, and then somebody asked about what percentage should you um, cut calories to have it be effective, but not harmful to your health and your hormones and all that, which I kind of talked about. I would start with a 5% deficit and then increase from there. Um, but make sure you are consistent for at least two weeks with tracking your food before you cut any more. Because 
once you have cut super low, you can't go any lower and it gets harder and harder to stay in that calorie deficit because you're gonna be hungry, you're gonna be tired, you're not gonna wanna do the things that you need to do. So the goal is to eat as much as possible and still lose weight. And of course, you wanna be able to maintain as much muscle as you want. So that's why strength training would definitely be the priority there to make sure you're maintaining that muscle. Make sure you're eating enough protein because that's important as far as maintaining muscle goes and eating enough carbohydrates around your workout to help maintain um, that muscle as well. Um, because being in a calorie deficit, you're gonna lose weight, could be fat, could be muscle, but you don't wanna lose that muscle. So you do the best you can to make sure you're maintaining it. All right, guys, this was long and I hope it wasn't all over the place. I did have some notes, but I went on a few tangents. There's just a lot to say about this. Um, and I should add in my free training, we are going to talk about this, like how to figure out how many calories your body needs at maintenance, and then how to figure out where to go from there if you are planning a fat loss phase, a reverse diet, um, a lean bulk phase, something like that. So I'll walk you through it all um, and really get you going on the first step. So if you want to embark on something like this this spring in order to get ready for the summer, um, you'll be well prepared and you know exactly what to do. So it's a free training. There are two parts to it. Um, would obviously love for you to show up for both of them so you can be live but if you can't, it's totally fine. Um, I still want you to participate and I'm gonna have some homework for you guys. I would love for you to participate and be involved in the process. Um, even if you don't do it live on the calls, you can do it behind the scenes. And I have some other ways to keep you involved um, if you can't make it live. So don't worry about that. <laughs> I just want you to show up and do it. Um, but yeah, really, really excited about it. And I'm going to do it with you guys. So like I said, I'm going to do the nutrition audit just the way you guys are. I'm going to share, you know, my results from it, um, share what I want to improve upon and share how I came up with this whole game plan um, moving forward into this cut. So I think it's going to be really great. And I do think if you're somebody that's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know what to do. Um, I know I just want to change my body, but I'm not sure how, and I'm so confused because there's so much information out there. Am I eating too much? Am I not eating enough? Why can't I build muscle? All those questions. We'll, we'll get into them all. All right, guys, be sure to sign up for the training. The first one is Monday. The second one is Thursday. Totally free. A recording will be available if you can't make it. And happy Monday. I hope you found this helpful. <laughs>